Welcome to the Dew of Heaven service with Reverend Brian Krumah. Reverend Brian Krumah brings you powerful and practical teachings of the Word of God, which is able to save your soul. Reverend Bright currently pastors the Bronx North Branch of the Kodesh Family Church in New York City, a church full of love, joy, and enthusiasm for the Lord. We pray that this message brings hope and light to your life. Listen and be blessed. Pray. Father, we are thankful. We are grateful in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you, Lord, for this beautiful opportunity you have afforded us to gather in your presence to hear your word. Dear Lord, we ask that you give us of your spirit, the great teacher, to teach us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Clap your hands together for Jesus. And you may be seated and we go with our message. By the grace of God, we may be able to conclude the message today. Um, concerning our message on loyalty and disloyalty. Um, the things that cause the work of God to cease. And we've been sharing primarily from the book Loyalty and Disloyalty. And I believe you are being blessed from this message. I am being blessed. And um, today, why don't we read our foundational scriptures one more time, and then we will continue. Matthew chapter 16 and verse 18. Matthew chapter 16 and verse 18. And it says, And I say also unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Hallelujah. And then one more scripture, and then we will continue. Nehemiah. One more scripture in Nehemiah, and we will continue. Nehemiah chapter 4, and we can read from verse 6. Nehemiah chapter 4. It says, So built we the wall, and and all the wall was joined together unto the half thereof. For the people had a mind to work. But it came to pass that when Sambalat and Tobiah and the Arabians and the Ammonites and the Ashodites heard that the walls of Jerusalem were made up and that the breaches began to be stopped, then they were very rough and conspired all of them together to come and to fight against Jerusalem and to hinder it. Nevertheless, we made our prayer unto our God and set a watch against them day and night because of them. And Judah said, the strength of the bearers of burden is decayed and there is much rubbish so that we are not able to build the wall. And our adversaries said, they shall not know, neither see, till we come in the midst among them and slay them and cause the work to cease. Hallelujah. That is the enemy's strategy. That is the enemy's plan to cause the work of God to cease or to stop in a way that we will not know how, in a way that we cannot identify or pinpoint that this is what is causing the work of God to cease. 
the enemy's plan to displace you from where God has placed you. Amen. And this is what we have been trying to learn to find out the enemy's weapons, the weapons that the enemy uses amongst us. You realize that he said he's not using some forces outside to fight us that we can identify and fight. But he says he will be with us. He will be amongst us. And within us, he will cause the work to stop. That means if we are not going to see the enemy, then he is going to use us. And some of us who appear to be members or who are members can be subjects to the enemy or subjects of the enemy for the enemy to use to destroy the work of God. Hallelujah. And that is what we are learning. How does the enemy use us to destroy or to cause the work of God to cease? And we have been going through some of the weapons. The first strategy, we said the spirit of independence. Do you remember? The independent spirit. And I want you to listen to these messages. Listen to these. These are deliverance messages. They will deliver you from being a target for the enemy. Hallelujah. And the next one, what did we say? Offense. Offense is a big weapon that the enemy uses to destroy the work of God. Offense. Offense. That we get offended and the work ceases. Hallelujah. And we shared so much about offense. And the next weapon? Passivity. To be passive. When you are offended, the next stage is you become passive. You don't want to do anything because you don't want to be offended again. And that is a strategy of the enemy to cause the work of God to cease. Hallelujah. Passivity. And the next one, criticisms and accusations. Criticisms and accusations. And it's a great weapon for the enemy to stop the work of God, or to cause the work of God to come to a halt. Amen. And last week, we shared a lot about criticisms and accusations. Were you here in church? Wonderful. Today, I have some few things on criticism that I just want to bring to your attention. Some few characteristics of a person who has a critical spirit. And um, so let me give you these characteristics, and then we will Go to the last weapon, and then we'll conclude the message. So, one of, some of the characteristics of a critical person is that a critical person only sees the negative side of things. Someone who has this spirit, you see, it is okay to sometimes find certain things wrong, criticize it, and bring suggestions. But someone with a critical spirit always finds negative side of things, does not look for any positive side, but always looking to criticize. Hallelujah. Such a person does not see any good in anything. He does not see a good in anything. That is a person with a critical spirit. Now, that kind of behavior will not help us move forward. It will not help anyone move forward. If you are a person who has a critical spirit, you don't move forward in life. Amen. Amen. And there are some people like that. There are some people who 
always complain. They complain about their work. They complain about their marriage. They complain about their children. They complain about their church. They complain about everything. Have you seen a person like that before? There are some people, they complain about everything. Even their own blessings, they complain about it. There are some people who are like that. And if you are a person like that, you don't see any forward moving in your life. Amen. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse 9. This is what Paul said. He said, For a great door and effectual is open unto me. A great door and effectual is open unto me. One. And there are many adversaries. And there are many adversaries. There are many setbacks. There are many negatives. There are many opposition. There are many things that will prevent me from going forward. But that did not stop Paul from going forward. When Paul saw a great door open to him to build churches, he did not focus on the adversaries and say it's impossible. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? He says, for a great door and effectual. Effectual means successful in producing a desired or intended result. Something that has ability to succeed in producing a desired or intended result. So, it's a great door and effectual. Great door which has ability to produce success. To bring success. To bring the intended result. It's a great door, but there are adversaries. Hallelujah. Now, a critical person only sees Many adversaries, but not a great door and effectual. Someone who has a critical spirit sees all the adversaries, but does not see the great door and effectual. But mind you, it is God who opened a great door with a possibility of succeeding and bringing the intended result, but there are adversaries. A door that God has opened but there are adversaries. Hallelujah. Some of you, God has given great blessings. Some of you, God has given a great door of marriage and effectual. A great door of marriage and effectual. Marriage that has ability to produce success. Marriage that has ability to bring the intended result, the intended outcome. Marriage that has the ability to generate success but you are focusing only on the adversaries. You are focusing only on the problems. And you can see that it is a great door that has been opened to you. A great door that many would like to enter. A great door that if it was open to others, they would run through. But you refuse to look at the great door. You refuse to see a great door. And you are focusing only on the adversaries. Only on the negatives. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? He said, a great door and effectual. A great door and effectual. But there are adversaries. 
a great door and effectual, a great wife and effectual, a wife who is able to bring success, to produce a wife that can come to the intended dream wife that you have in your mind. A husband that has ability, God has opened a great door of a husband with the ability to produce success, to bring the intended result of a great husband. But you have adversaries. He has a way of eating that you don't like. He has a way of saying certain things that you don't like. And he has a way of doing something. He has a way, at this stage, he has a way of handling money that you don't like. He has a way of talking to you that you don't like. And your focus is only on that, not seeing that there is a great door. That there is a great door. If you can only focus on the great door, yes, there's a great door of a wife and effectual, but she can cook. That does not negate the fact that she is a great door. That does not make her not an effectual wife. That does not still make her a wife that cannot produce success. It says a great door and effectual. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing? So if you can only focus on that great door, focus on that great door. You see, and this is one of the reasons why many people are not even married. Because they cannot see that a great door has been opened. You can see a great door and you are seeing only the adversaries. Oh, I don't like him because the way he walks, his K-legs, you know, when he's walking, it's as if he has K-legs. You know, I don't know. I don't, I don't like the way he cuts his hair. Because he's losing his hair. He's a Sakura. You are focusing on the negatives. You, see, you are focused. Ah, he looks like a very great husband. And you are focusing on the fact that today he's not going to school. Today he does not have a degree. So you cannot see a great door and effectual. But God is saying, this is a great door and effectual. Yes, he doesn't have a degree today. But the fact that he does not have a degree today does not negate the fact that it is a great door and effectual. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. And any person who focuses only on the adversary and focuses only on the negative never enters that great door. You will never end because you can't even see that there's a great door. That God has really opened a great door of a church to you. A great door of a church, but you are focusing on the adversaries. A church that has ability to, he says there's a great door and effectual. And I'm saying effectual means it's able to bring success for the intended results, to produce success. To bring the intended results. What is the intended result? The intended result is the dream that you have. Your dream of a husband is your intended result, but it's a result. It's a result. That means it comes at the end of when you have walked the road. At the end of when you have walked through that great door. At the end of when you have overlooked the adversaries and overcome the adversaries to enter into that great door. At the end, 
there is a great result. At the end of it, there's a great result. If only some of you can focus on the, the great door and effectual of a church that God has given to us. If some of you can focus on the great door and effectual of children and you focus only on the bad side. On the negative side. But if God has given to you, he says it's a great door and effectual. But there are adversaries. There are negatives. Even though God gave it to you. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. Negatives, but there, are, there is a great door. There is a great door. Some of you, you don't focus on the great door at all. A great door of a job, an effectual. But you see the negatives. A great door and effectual, but you see the negatives. And you can never enter the great door. Amen. Amen. Some people have the habit of joining and agreeing, agreeing with all negative things. You see, they agree with everything negative. You know, people are saying life is hard. And then you also join and say life is hard. What part of life is hard for you? There are some people, the moment you say life is hard, say, hey, life is hard, oh, life is hard. They say, they, they, hey, the economy is bad. You say, really, the economy is bad. Meanwhile, the economy is not bad for you. God has blessed you with a great door and effectual. Stop focusing. Stop being negative. Say, the economy is bad. The economy is not bad for everyone. But some people just join always. You say, they say, oh, children today, they are devious. They are devils. You say, eh, children are devils. And then you agree. They say, pastors are thieves. Yes, pastors are thieves. And then you agree. There are some people, they agree with every negative thing that you say. But may you not be such a person. Amen. Amen. The second characteristic of a critical person. A critical person is dangerous and harmful. Dangerous and harmful. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 13. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 13. The Bible says, For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. The next verse. He says, do all things. You see, let's go back to the previous verse. You see, whatever you are doing, the Bible says, if it is a good, it says, for it is God which worketh in you. It is God which makes you, who makes you able. It is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Then he says, do all things without memorying and disputing. Do all things without memorying and disputing. Colon. And then he says, that ye may be blameless and harmless. The sons of God, without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world. 
You are the children of God, the sons of God. In a perverse nation, you ought to shine in the world. You ought to be the light of the world. But he says, when you have, when he says, be not blameless and harmless. That means that the previous verse, verse 14, he says, doing all things without memoring and disputing. Colon. That means when you do things with memoring and disputing, it makes you harmful. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? It makes you harmful. It makes you dangerous. Any person who does things with memory, any person who, do you know what is memory? What is memory? Huh. You see, when you are memory, people don't hear what you are saying. So memory is actually criticism with the volume turned down. You see, when, the, when, the, when you are criticizing, but you have turned the volume down, that is memory. And the Bible says, when you are a person who does that, you are harmful. You are harmful to the work. You are dangerous. You are harmful to the work of God. You are harmful to the body of Christ. When you are a murmur. Hallelujah. The next one, criticism is a terrible manifestation of pride and arrogance. It is a terrible manifestation of pride and arrogance. And I'll add the fourth one, and then we'll share together. The fourth one, it is a step out of order. A step out of order. And I want us to read Psalm 13 and verse 1. Psalm 131, pardon me. Psalm 131 and verse 1. Psalm 131 and verse 1. It says, are you with me? It says, Lord, my heart is not haughty, nor mine eyes lofty. Neither do I exercise myself in great matters or in things too high for me. Second verse, it says, surely I have behaved and quieted myself as a child. That is wean of his mother. My soul is even as a winged child. Hallelujah. This is King David. Verse 1, it says, verse 1, it says, Lord, my heart is not haughty, nor mine eyes lofty. My heart is not haughty, nor my eyes lofty. For that reason, it says, I do not exercise myself in great matters. Or in things too high for me. Do you understand the scripture? So there are two things. Two things that will make a person exercise himself in matters that are too high for him. Two things. Number one is haughty heart. Haughty heart. Now haughty means disdainfully proud disdainfully proud. So to have a disdainfully proud heart, that's number one. And number two is to have lofty eyes. When a person does not have these two, they do not exercise themselves in matters that are too high for them. So number two is lofty eyes. Now lofty 
means arrogantly or condescendingly superior in manner. Arrogantly or condescendingly superior in manner. Amen. So when a person has these two characteristics, haughty heart, that means disdainfully proud heart, and lofty eyes, that means arrogantly or condescendingly superior eyes. When you feel superior, when you feel high, when you feel in yourself that you are a big person, when you feel proud, arrogant, then you exercise yourself in matters that are too high for you. Now let me caution you that matters that are too high for you does not mean that you do not understand the matter. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Matters that are too high for you does not mean that it is too much for you to understand. It is too high for you because you are not in the position to address the matter. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? You see, for instance, if you are the oldest person in the choir, it does not afford you, just because you are the oldest person, it does not afford you to rebuke the choir leader. Do you understand? Or the fact that you know a lot. You are not in the position to rebuke the choir leader. If you are an older person in the church, it does not afford you, because of your age, to rebuke the pastor. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? It does not afford you, or if you are a wife, the fact that you are a wife does not afford you the right to now disrespect your husband because you see other things that people cannot see. Or you don't understand what I'm sharing with you. If you are a CEO in a company, if you are the CEO of a company and you, you manage big, big people and big people report to you, in the church, you don't have that same position. So it does not afford you the position because of your status at work. It does not afford you the position to become something that you are not. To exercise yourself in matters that are too high for you. So there will be matters that are in the church. Low compared to what you experience at work. But here, there are matters that are too high for you. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So, David, he was a king. He was a king. But he said, I do not exercise myself. So you will think that for a king, there is nothing that you can talk about. For a king, you can rebuke everyone and then you can condemn everyone and then arrest everyone. But when David, when David commit adultery, when he committed adultery and the pastor came to him to rebuke him, the only thing he could do was to go in his closet and pray for forgiveness. He did not challenge and say, I am a king that I am exercising in this matter. He says, I do not have lofty eyes, neither do I have haughty heart, so I don't exercise myself in matters that are too high for me. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. Sometimes 
There are some people you give them a small position and they begin to exercise themselves in matters that are too high. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? See, Jesus just identified and said, you know, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. But my father who is in heaven. And then Peter suddenly became, he felt, and then, so the Lord is talking about something great and something powerful in his ministry. Something for which reason he came on earth, and he says, he got to go on the cross. And then Peter lifted up his shoulders and said, what are you talking about? I am the one the Holy Spirit reveals things to. No flesh and blood. You are not going to the cross. Jesus turned around to him and said, get thee behind me, Satan. You are exercising yourself in matters that are now too high for you. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So that is a critical person. You know, a person who has a critical spirit. They appoint someone a pastor, and then you think you are old. You are older than the person. The person can be your son or your daughter. And so now you begin to exercise yourself in matters that are too high for you. I want to show you a scripture. Go to Numbers chapter 12. Numbers chapter 12. Numbers chapter 12 and verse 1. Are you with me? Or you don't like my message? I'm sorry, that is what is on the menu. But I'm preaching a good message. If you only will take it to heart. You know, let me tell you. You see, listen to me. You see, things that will make you become a better person, they are usually not pleasant. Do you understand? You see, what you are today, the position you are in today, the kind of person you are today, all have depended on what you know now. Do you understand? So the knowledge you have is what has brought you this far. That knowledge is not taking you further. What is going to take you further is something that you don't know. And you don't have it. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? What is going to move you to the next step? Because, look, you have been a security guard all this while. And the only license you have is a security guard's license. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? What is going to promote you to put you to a manager that overlooks the whole company is a certificate of a manager, which you don't have today. And to get that... You will take other things. You will have to study things. You have to take a test and they will fail you and you will not be happy. Do you understand? But if you endure, they fail you and then you take it again. You study it again and you take... If you don't endure and you get angry because it is too hard, they're making... They're challenging your intelligence and they're talking to you, they're making you study all this as if you are a dumb person and you get angry and you leave... You will remain a security guard and you never become the manager of the company. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? So what you know today is what has brought you this far. But what is going to take you further is something that you don't know. Amen. So allow me to share some things with you. Amen. Numbers chapter 12. 
Numbers chapter 12 and verse 1. It says, And Miriam and Aaron spake against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married. For he had married an Ethiopian woman. You see? You see, so I'm trying to show you that to exercise yourself in matters that are too high for you does not imply that you don't know the matter or you don't have the facts or you don't understand. Do you understand? You see, the Bible says Miriam and Aaron speak against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married. Aaron was a Levite. He has a priesthood position. Miriam is not. Now, Miriam is Moses' sister. In fact, Moses' senior sister, older sister. Do you understand? And Miriam, Miriam was there when Moses was abandoned on the river. Miriam was there. Miriam bathed Moses. He wiped his butts when he pooped himself. Do you understand? He changed his diapers. Do you understand? Miriam, Miriam whipped Moses' butt when he misbehaved. Miriam carried Moses. Miriam chased after Moses when Moses refused to take a shower. He refused to take a bath and he would run and whip his butt and then take him a shower. Miriam did all of this. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Because that was her big sister. And the Bible says she spake against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married. And the Bible confirmed and says, yes, he had married an Ethiopian woman. So you will feel that I have every right to speak against this. Because God has told us never for any of us to take wives from these people. Do you understand? So I have the right to speak against it. I have the right to criticize it. So listen. Next verse. And they said, had the Lord indeed spoken only by Moses? Had he not spoken also by us? And the Lord heard it. And the Lord heard it. As Moses, as Aaron and Miriam were talking, the Bible says the Lord heard it. You see, that is why you have to be careful when you are criticizing and murmuring concerning the church of God. Because God pays attention to conversations like that. God listens to conversations like that. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? He has to. Because he says he's looking for the gates. And the gates will not prevail. So he's very vigilant. As far as building his church is concerned. The Bible says, and the Lord heard it. Now, the man Moses was very meek. Above all the men which were upon the face of the earth. And the Lord spake suddenly unto Moses and unto Aaron and unto Miriam. He said, come out, you three, unto the tabernacle of the congregation. And the three came out. This is after the conversation. At once. (laughs) And the Lord came down in the pillar of the cloud. I want you to pay attention to this scripture. And the Lord came down in the pillar of the cloud and stood in the door of the tabernacle and called Aaron and Miriam. And they both came forth. 
You see, have you seen when you've been misbehaving in school, when you were in primary school, and then they call two of you, come forward. Now you know you are in trouble. And they both came forth. And he said, this is the Lord. And he said, hear now my words. If there be a prophet among you, I, the Lord, will make myself known unto him in a vision. And will speak unto him in a dream. If there be a prophet amongst you. Do you see? If even there was another prophet within the company, I myself, I will speak to that person in dreams and in vision. That is as far as he will go even to handle or deal with the prophet. And he said, my servant Moses is not so. Who is faithful in all my house. You see, so when you are criticizing someone, be careful how the Lord sees the person. You see, when, you are, when somebody has done something wrong, be careful that you don't exercise yourself in matters that are too high for you. Because perhaps it's not your place. Perhaps God sees that person as faithful in all of his house concerning marriage, concerning sacrifices, concerning tithe, concerning offering, concerning everything in his house. He finds my servant Moses faithful in every area. <laughs> Hallelujah. He says, my servant Moses is not so. Who is faithful in all my house? With him... I will speak mouth to mouth, not dreams. I will speak mouth to mouth, even apparently. That means, like, you and I are talking. And not in dark speeches. And the similitude of the Lord shall be, you see, shall he behold. That means he will see the image of the Lord. Such as a burning bush. He will see a similitude of the Lord. A bush that is burning but is never on fire. It's never burning out. It's on fire but it's not burning. Let me say it that way. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? He said, and the similitude of the Lord shall he behold. Wherefore then, were ye not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? And the anger of the Lord was kindled against them. And he departed. And the cloud departed from off the tabernacle. And behold, I want you to see. It says, and the cloud departed from off the tabernacle. And behold, Miriam became leprous, white as snow. Miriam became leprous, white as snow. And Aaron looked upon Miriam, and behold, she was leprous. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Now the mystery is this. Aaron, you see, if you go to verse 1, the Bible says, Miriam and Aaron speak against Moses. Miriam and Aaron speak against Moses. Who became leprous? What happened to Aaron? Nothing. So Aaron perhaps exercised himself in matters within his reach because he was a priest. But Miriam exercised herself in matters that are too high for her. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? So you see, 
Sometimes we join other people and then we are criticizing. Sometimes there are some of you, you have pastor friends. You have friends with certain pastors and they are talking about another pastor and then you join in to contribute. Oh, I see that he does this. I see that he's always this. I see that he you will turn leprous and the pastors are left free because you are exercising yourself in matters that are too high for you. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Sometimes you are, you, you, your mother is angry and she's talking, she's lambasting your father and she's saying all kinds of things about your father and then you join her and you say, ah, that man, his head is like a coconut. His, his face, his nose is like a crocodile nose. His mouth is like a chimpanzee. And then you are joining your mother to criticize your father as a child. And you turn leprous white as snow because you exercise yourself in matters that are too high for you. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I just want to give you this. I don't think we can, but let me just give you because this is our last. um, So let me give you the last one and then we can close. The last one is a Political spirit. The political spirit. The last weapon is a political spirit. A political spirit. So a person who is overtaken by a political spirit tries to involve others in his or her ideas or philosophy. Someone who has or who is overtaken by a political spirit tries to involve others in his or her philosophy or ideas. Amen. Amen. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? That is a person with a political spirit. So such a person is usually overbearing. Amen. Such a person is usually in a leadership position. Or such a person has a long-standing membership, established member whose opinion is respected by others. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? It's a long-standing member whose opinion is respected by others. Or some, someone who is older to many. Amen. Now, some of us join people for the wrong reasons. We join people for the wrong reasons. Whether their opinion is good or bad, we join them for the wrong reasons. And sometimes we join them because we come from the same country. You see? And it's my country person, so whatever the person is saying or doing, you join and you agree. Sometimes we join them because we speak the same language. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Sometimes we join people, we join fashions because we come from the same place. Not because the person is right. Sometimes because we have the same color. And so you join and then you agree. Do you understand? I remember when, um, 
I was working, I was working in one campus or a hospital, and they sent me to another campus to work in, a, in that place in the same similar unit. And the very first day that I got there, one of the nurses wanted to go to lunch with me. And then he says, oh, there's a nice place here because I'm new to the campus. There's a nice place here where you can get lunch. I said, let's go. So we went and then we bought lunch. And then she began to tell me about every single person that is in the unit that I ought to be careful with. You know? And her intention was that because, you know, we like this, they don't like us. And so we have to be together and team up. Otherwise, they'll fight us. And she began to tell me so many things about all the other people that I think she has listed them with their characteristics and in her head. So she mentioned this name and she described the person and then she gives me the things I should be watchful of or be careful of. You see, and then it turned out that all these people were the nicest people and she actually was a big problem. Do you understand? And she gave me more trouble at the job than all the other people. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? But some of us just join. We join fashions just because we are the same color. Just because we speak the same language. You see, that does not build the church of God. That does not build the church of God. Some of us, we join the church together, but as far as God is concerned, we are not together like that. And he judges each person individually. Do you understand? Some of us, you, you, because you have been friends for many years, no matter what that friend is doing, you know and you see and understand clearly that this is wrong. But because we've been friends for many years, I have to agree with you. I have to always be with you. I have to always walk with you. I have to always tent with you. I have, and you know that what the person is doing is wrong. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? You see, God does not see us like that, that we are friends for many years. Amen. Sometimes even for husbands and wives. The fact that you are husband and wife does not mean that you have to agree with your wife everything that she's doing. And agree with your husband everything, even when he's wrong. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. When someone is not happy about something, you don't have to join him just because she's your friend or he's your friend or you come from the same place or you speak the same language or that's your wife. You don't have to join and agree. You see, Jesus was interested in what individuals thought were about him. First, he asked the general opinion in Matthew chapter 16, verse 13. He says, who do the people, who do the people say that I am? Who do men say that I am? What are they saying about me? Generally, the public. What are they saying about me? He says, when Jesus came to the coast of Caesarea Philippa, he asked his disciples, saying, whom do men say that I, the son of man, am? Whom do men say that I am? Then they answered, 
Some say you are this. Some say you are that. Some say you are Elias. Some say you are Jeremiah. Some say you are one of the prophets. Then the next verse, it says, he saith unto them, but whom do you individually, whom do you as a wife, as a husband, as a friend, as a young lady, as a young man, whom do you say that I am? What is your individual opinion? Because you see, group opinions, it does not build the church of God. Group opinion does not move the church of God forward. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? When Jesus is able to identify someone who has a singular opinion, someone who fellowship with the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit ministers to and does not do things because we are friends or because we are husband and wife, when Jesus identifies a person like that, he said, this is the kind of person I will make a rock upon which I can build my church. That is the kind of person. Are you understanding the word of God? Not because we are groups. We are friends. Amen. Not because we are friends. There's a long message. There's a long scripture that I wanted to read with you. But I just want to give it to you. And then when you go home, read it. Maybe just let's look at some few verses and then we will. um, Numbers chapter 16. Numbers chapter 16 and verse 1. Let's read the NLT if you have it for, I have a lot of time. Numbers chapter 16 and verse 1. Just write it down. The, from verse 16, you can read it all the way down to verse 38. But we will not have time to do that. But look, it says, Numbers 16, verse 1. It says, one day, Korah, son of Isha, a descendant of Kohat, son of Levi, conspired. You see the political spirit? They get others to join with them. He said, he conspired with Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab, and On, son of Peleth, from the tribe of Reuben. He conspired with them. For what? They incited a rebellion against Moses. They incited a rebellion. To incite a rebellion is to go around saying to this one, Moses, the way he's becoming is too much. Don't you see that we can all be pastors? We can all be priests. Moses, he has become some way. Moses, he has taken too much upon. Moses, be watchful. You see, listing the people. Watch this lady. Watch this one. Watch this one. Watch that one. Incite you against them. Do you understand? And when, you see, the reason why I'm sharing these things with you is because you can easily fall prey to these things. And you will not give yourself that opportunity to analyze a person and know the person for yourself. And a lot of us conclude just for hearing these things that this person is this way. And those are the things that cause the work of God to cease. They incited a rebellion against Moses along with 250 other leaders of the community, all prominent members of the assembly. Political spirit, you have to get people who are respected, people who are leaders, people who have, whose opinions are respected by others. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So, they united against Moses and Aaron and said, you have gone too far. 
The whole community of Israel has been set apart by the Lord. We have all been ordained. We have all been set apart by the Lord. And he is with all of us. You see. What right do you have to act as though you are greater than the rest of the lost people? Are you reading with me? I'm reading the Bible. The Bible was written many, many thousand years ago before I was born. When Moses heard what they were saying, he fell face down on the ground. Some of you, your conversation put the pastor's face down on the ground. Then he said to Korah and his followers, Tomorrow morning, the Lord will show us who belong to him and who is holy. The Lord will allow only those whom he selects to enter his own presence. Korah, you and all your followers. You see, that is the problem. The followers. You see, sometimes you hear and then you just follow. He said, Korah, you and your followers must prepare your incense burners. Light fires in them tomorrow and burn incense before the Lord. Then we will see whom the Lord chooses as his holy one. You Levites are the ones who have gone too far. This is the pastor speaking. Then Moses spoke again to Korah. Now listen, you Levites. Does it seem insignificant to you that the God of Israel has chosen you from among all the community of Israel to be near him so you can serve in the Lord's tabernacle and stand before the people to minister to them? Does it seem so small to you that God has done you this good? Does it seem so small to you that God has made you a shepherd in the church? Does it seem so small to you that God has made you a pastor's wife? Does it seem so small to you that God has made you a leader in the church that now you don't appreciate it? Korah, he has already given this special ministry to you and your fellow Levites. Are you now demanding the priesthood as well? Sometimes we take too much. The Lord is the one you and your followers are really revolting against. That is one thing I want you to take note. That in the church, whenever you revolt against what the Lord is doing, you are not revolting against the person. You are not fighting the person. You are not opposing the person. When the person gives instructions and you are counteracting and fighting it, you are not opposing the person. You are revolting against the Lord himself. Because he says, for who is Aaron that you are complaining about? Who is he? Who is he? Save that among the congregation, among the Levites, God just selected him. He says, I will choose whom I will show mercy. I will show mercy upon whom I will show mercy. And he just chose him. He could have chosen anyone. Do you understand? He could have chosen anyone. He said, who is Moses? Who, who is Aaron? Who is Aaron? Aaron is nobody, but just that God has shown mercy to select Aaron. Do you understand? Look, as a pastor, I mean, who is the pastor's wife? Save that the pastor just selected this woman to marry. Among all the many women, just selected the woman to marry. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Who is the pastor's wife? That now you say you have to just appreciate because I could have chosen to marry and she would have been the pastor's and she would be sitting there. 
Do you understand? So the fact that you have that position does not make you now become something else because you were just chosen. You were just selected amongst the many and which has afforded you this seat or this position. That's all. That's all. That now you have lifted up your shoulders and you have lifted up your arms. Who are you? He said, who is Aaron? He's nobody. That now you have risen up to fight against. And Moses summoned Dathan and Abiram, the son of Eliab. But they replied, we refuse to come before you. Moses said, come for a meeting. He said, we refuse. You see, and this, we say it to ourselves. That everyday meeting, everyday meeting, shepherd's meeting, shepherd's meeting. We won't come. I won't come. I will not come. Take your meat. I'm, I'm not coming. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Oh, we are meeting all the women. We are tired every time women's meeting, women's meeting. Why? Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? You see, and you will think you are opposing the one who is calling for the meeting. We don't have a lot of time to read this. You know, but there is so much that I would like you to read and learn from this scripture. Because for the 250 that joined, the Bible said in their innocence, they just joined. But when the Lord came to destroy them, he destroyed all of them. All of them. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? So, you see, political spirit, don't just join people because they are, they, they are from where you are. Because that's your brother. That's your sister. That's your cousin. That's your wife. That's your husband. Don't just join things, but serve the Lord with your heart. Serve the Lord from your heart. Serve the Lord personally. Have an individual personal relationship with God. Hallelujah. One last scripture and then we'll close. One last scripture. Read this up to verse 38. Joshua 24 and verse 15. Joshua 24 and verse 15. Joshua. He says, but if you refuse to serve the Lord... Then choose today whom you will serve. Choose today whom you will serve. Would you prefer the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates? Or will it be the gods of the Amorites in whose land you now live? But as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. Amen. You have to make an individual decision that as for me, I was, I've been friends with you for many years, but this type of talking and this conversation, I don't join in. As for me, I am happy in the church and I don't want to be involved in this. As for me, I will choose to serve the Lord. Hallelujah. As for me, I will choose to follow the Lord. As for me, I will choose to be in the church. Because you know how blessed you are being, even with this, how far the Lord has brought you. Choose it this day. But as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. Hallelujah. You see, let me share this short thing with you. You know, one thing that we have to understand, you see, about factions and groups. You know, when you look at a quilt, do you know what is a quilt? You know, sometimes they can use pieces of cloth. You know, and they use different pieces of cloth. Cloths that you will not value. Cloth that you would throw in the garbage. Sometimes people will cut that piece by piece by piece and then join them together. And it looks so beautiful. It looks so beautiful. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Now, you see, that is us. That is how Christ wants us to be. 
that we are individuals joined together. We are groups, we are tribes joined together. We are nations joined together. But it is supposed to bring our beauty. But the enemy seems to look to break us into groups. And you know where it's easy for the enemy to break? The enemy, you see, when you take a piece of cloth, when you take the quilt, for instance, you know, it is very difficult to rip through the pure cloth. Do you understand? It's it's like a a brother and a sister or two brothers. You know, it is easier to separate wives. Do you understand? A wife and a husband. It is easy to separate a wife and a husband because they are joined together. Do you understand? Compared to separating two brothers. You cannot easily separate two brothers or two sisters or a brother and a sister. No matter what you say, it is very difficult to separate them. But it is very easy to separate a husband and a wife. Because they have a seam. They join in a seam. The same way, when the cloth is joined in the seam, the enemy seeks to break us apart in the places where we are joined together. The places where we have different language that come together. The places where we have different colors that come together. The enemy separates as easily along the seams where we are joined together. It is very easy, but it's very hard, very hard when the enemy wants to break us. Are you understanding the word of God today? Yeah. But he says, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Put your hands together for the Lord and stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Let us bring the service to a close. One here this afternoon. Jesus Christ is not your savior. You have not given your life to Jesus. If you are here this afternoon, you want to give your life to Jesus. You say, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to receive Christ in my life. Maybe you come to church every Sunday, but you know deep in your heart that you are very far from Jesus. You are very far from God. If you were to die today, you are not even sure where you will go. If that is you, this afternoon, I'm giving you this great opportunity. Why don't you lift up your right hand with all eyes closed, every head bowed. You say, I feel very far from Jesus. I want to give my life to Christ. If that is your prayer, do not leave this place without giving your life to Christ. You may not have that opportunity again. You may not have that opportunity again. He said, be sure of your salvation. Be sure of your salvation. If that is your prayer, I want you to lift up your right hand, wherever you are. Just lift up your right hand and I will say this short prayer with you. Anyone here like that? Anyone here like that? Lift up your right hand and I will say this short prayer with you. Father, we thank you for the gift of salvation. We thank you, Lord, for the sacrifice you made for us. Even whilst we were still sinners, Lord, you sacrificed. You laid down your life for us. We are grateful unto you. We thank you for your word that continues to light our path. We thank you, Lord Jesus. May you keep us, preserve us, deliver us from the wicked one, deliver us from his subtlety, deliver us from his lies. Deliver us from his deception. Deliver us from bad counseling in the name of Jesus. Deliver us from ungodly counsel. Deliver us from the counsel of the ungodly. Lord, may you keep us. May your word 
be a guide unto us. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We believe you've been blessed by this timely and powerful message. We invite you to join us on Sunday afternoons for our Duel of Heaven service and Tuesday evenings for our Word Power service. For more messages by Reverend Bright and Kuma, please subscribe to the QFC Bronx North podcast or contact us at 929-247-0738. Stay blessed.